0: If you can stop talking for 10 seconds that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit You want to start podcasting genius.
1: Hey Biff, how do vampires know if they had a successful Valentine's Day? I don't know, does it involve some kind of sucking? Uh if if it was if it was love at first bite. Not quite if, sucking. If okay. it was love at first bite.
2: Sure, yeah, okay. Uh,
1: you know, okay, it's a season, but you know, it, it's Valentine's Day. I know you're a hopeless romantic, so so these these, these yeah. are all for you. These these these, these yeah. are all custom for you. Hey, Biff, uh, why did the fridge send the magnet a Valentine's Day card? Yeah, why why did the fridge
2: uh, send the Valentine's Day card to a magnet?
1: Uh, they were attracted to each other. Oh yeah, okay. See that's kind of a physics joke. Yeah, so I'm okay. trying because of your hopeless you romanticism yeah, yeah, and your okay. love of yeah. physics. Yeah, okay. I, I figured, yeah. I, I, figured I, I. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. It is Jacques, and this is Biff. And there is no Joe. And there yeah. is no hope. There is no Joe. And and I'm telling you, if I have permission from Joe or Joe posted, he he officially. This is the week that he packed up the Lucium, <laughs> and. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just to see. That is a bummer. Those 18 years of man cave methodically arranged and placed and and curated. I think he, like the collection he has curated over the years and the display, the way they were displayed, the thoughtfulness that went into each and every inch of of that palace. uh, It does. It brings a tear to my eye. I can only think about what Joe's going through, but, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a bigger, well, it's not a bigger, better. It's a, it's a survival thing. It's a, you know, he's, it's a doing what you have to Listen, do. He's going to a new
2: place. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. And that's it. So hopefully it was good. But anyways, uh, so Biff and I just recorded a podcast, a sideshow for next week. Um, A comedian friend of mine, uh, Mike DuPont, who I've met on the open mic circuit. That was a fun chat, right? Terrific, terrific terrific guy. Terrific guy. Yeah. Uh, Somebody who... Uh, you know, a, a born in Brent Lowell, which meant at one point of his life he had serious drug addiction. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, I mean, like you're legally obligated to, but I mean, uh, you know, he 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 he's got over that, and and I think comedy is one of the things that has him uh in a different yeah. path, and, and and I'm glad that he found the road to. To uh, like he was saying, hey, some of his friends do like you know uh, softball leagues and stuff for 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 their hobbies. I'm glad he picked this hobby because he is one funny motherfucker, and it was great just uh, you know you know just just chatting with him. Um, uh, yep. you know uh you know the update on the the stand up. Um, uh, I I you know I I talk more about this uh next week, but I'm trying to find some different open mics because I'm feeling too settled in. There's like four or five mics I've been going to for a few months. And the one that I see Mike at is right down the street. Uh, It's so convenient. I mean, I can leave the house at 815 and be home at 930. And and that's with being a good guy and sticking around to see six or seven guys after me, you know, but I'm still home at 930. But I have the showcase coming up and I got to. I got to make sure that the material is funny in other rooms or it's okay in other rooms but I like to get out of the comfort zone. Uh I got the heads up on a open mic last Tuesday in Somerville. I drove down. How far how far is that? 40 minutes? 35 minutes no Everything traffic? Everything is 40 minutes. <laughs> right, it really is. It like, really is. Everything is 40 minutes. You know, so so Mike and I did uh, the open mic and at Coffee and Cotton, which was great. It was a coffee shop thing. It was great. There was non combatants. There were some real people there, yep. and then we drove forty five minutes to. Manchester, New Hampshire to do another mic because it is – it is it – is, it, is, it is 45 uh, – Lowell is truly 45 minutes from Worcester, 45 minutes from Boston, 45 minutes from Manchester, 45 minutes from Providence, Rhode Island, or about an hour. But anyways, yeah. so I go to this open mic, and it's not officially a gay open mic. But it was,
2: you know, I mean, you know, yeah, so it
1: is. And it was right. No, it's and and look, I mean, I was not giving anybody judgy looks, but, eh, you know, it's like, what's what's my disapproving dad doing here? Look, I was but it was fun. It was great. I mean, it was awful. I was was more like I would be more intimidated by by the fact
2: that, you know, like, you know, because, you know, with, you know, with my body. Right. And, you know. With that crowd, thinking, yeah this is like i you know i can't compete with these beautiful
1: people uh and it was <laughs> it was it was you know and it it was a different kind of uh it was fun it was it was fun uh a couple comedians were really great yeah. when i say it was so painful quiet. <laughs> when i went up there and the tough thing is i knew it was going to be but in my head i'm like good now i can work on this i can work on you know one of the things it's like hey when it's not going well you kind of rush your stuff you kinda look i I won't as joe calls it i won't beautiful mind the whole (laughs) the whole process i went through but it was fun it it was fun and and it's awfulness but but that's you know that that's part of this Um, yeah
2: yeah
1: you know um by the time this podcast drops, I would have already sent to most of our listeners. I I was on Sally's uh, Hello Bye. Cougar podcast this week, and oh my god, she is – yeah, you know, I was so, so bo- nice. I just,
2: you know, I just been so, you know, swamped at work because I, I, I saw that, you know, you know that, uh, that event. I said, yo, you know what? If I could do it, I would just really love to go. But you know, I was working instead. Thank you very much.
1: No, I mean, look, I'll be out there this summer. Um, she's gonna, she's gonna put me up at a couple of her mics, yeah. which will be great, which will be absolutely great. Yeah. Um, she's just so supportive and so smart and so yeah. funny. But, anyways, I was on the Hello Cougar podcast, which I. I love, like, I'm dead serious. I listen to Complaints and Observation and Hello. I don't listen to a lot of the, like, the Conan O'Briens and the Smart List. They're still great, but if I don't have as much time lately to listen to as many podcasts as I did this summer, when I'm driving, I will. But if I only get a chance to listen to them, it's always Complaints and Observation and Hello Cougar. And the best part about Hello Cougar is, you know, Sally always talks. With other comedians and, and some of note Whoa. and some just, you know, journeyman, open mic people. Yeah. And and but each and every week I, I, I either learn something, I, I get an extra like I get an extra tool to put in the toolbox that I can use later. Right. Or I get I get a oh, I should stop doing that. Or, hey, in my head, I'm like, I think this is how this should work. And then to hear somebody say, yeah. Uh, I'll give an example like a couple weeks ago as a beautiful minding the last few sets and I keep log and I'm like, I'm I got five minutes and I'm getting off the stage at four thirty. But my set's done. My last joke landed. And it was really great to hear, you know, a a 30 year vet friend of Sally say, look, when your set's done, it's done. Even if there's (laughs) even if there's time left on the table, you know, don't force it, especially if your last joke landed. You, you know, right, right. Yeah. hand the mic back and get yeah. the fuck out of there. And yeah. I'm like, OK, so I, I should stop because I'm like, oh, man, if I'm running early it mean if I'm running early, it means I'm rushing my stuff because I time right, it to right, come right, out. Right. So, A, work on that motherfucker. But B, it's like, oh, I could squeeze this in there. Well, right. that's, you know, but no, get the fuck off. So I do. I learned so much, you know, um, on that. That's fun. But now we have to talk about a really crappy situation, Biff oh god it's that's multiple choice uh which one is uh, it which one are we talking about my colonoscopy coming up today by the oh. time as this is as this is dropping <clears throat> uh this drops at midnight on monday uh, i'm staying at my mommy's house so my mommy could drive me to the doctor's office yeah, okay yeah but, you know management is working so i'm like yep but i do H- have you done that yet or have you have you i've done four. Oh, wow nice now, do you bring them flowers? Do you give them fl- How does it work? Who, you well, know? you know what? I'll,
2: I'll tell you this. The the first two times I did it, it was like the worst thing I've ever experienced. But the last two times, they've changed the methodology a little bit. So it's not so brutal. It's like it, it, it literally – let's just say that the first two times I did it, you know, what basically came out of the other end of my mouth was just so brutal that I thought, I, like I felt like I was irritated down there for about three days after the process, and now it's you know now it's still bad,
1: but not quite that bad. So, how bad was the not eating the two days before? Actually, that's you know that wasn't
2: as bad as I thought it would be. You know, like when you know when you say you're not eating, I ate jello, You know, you could eat jello. So right, right. I ate right. jello. Right, I ate jello, and I made. Uh, you know, chicken soup and that, you know, like, you know, with nothing in, obviously you're not going to eat chicken soup, but you don't eat vegetables. So I don't know what you're going to do. Well, that's the thing. It's like,
1: yeah, it says like, you can't eat this, this. It's like, you, you can eat a potato, but no skin type thing or, you know, right, no right, fiber right. and stuff like that.
2: Well, that's, uh, that's, that's two days before the day before you pretty much, it's all, all liquid, liquid, or, right. jello. liquid yeah, or jello. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I got myself a Big thing of apple juice and a bunch of uh, Gatorade zeros. Uh, what about all the stuff that you have to take? Like, the- well,
2: it's it's um, you know what part of it is is that um, I'm actually generally good about. I, I think it has to do with the fact that because I could you know you know pretty much eat anything, uh, you know the fact that it's not a a pleasant tasting thing doesn't really. Because I've heard a lot of people have issues with, oh my God, it tastes awful. And you have to suck it down. Yeah, you know, it doesn't, it's not great, but you know. I mean it's not as bad as you know like when i get a real nasty you know pig tripe is i think nastier than you know that's itself and obviously I, you can't relate to that i but, cannot uh, okay
1: it, i've had my fair share of pigs in my day pimp, but let's leave my 90s band days in the past you know, yeah. you, you bring your wife i'll bring another horse yeah, well, i would like say yeah, uh, so so how have you ever weighed yourself before and after what what, what was no, your weight loss
2: think, no because like it, it's it's not permanent i don't you know it's like it's it's false hope i don't bother
1: (laughs) oh well we're we're we're, last week i I started my 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 phoenix getting in shape kind of thing i'm like oh yeah maybe i'll lose a couple of maybe it will accelerate
2: uh, did you see my text about you know you having another reason to lose weight i
1: did i did
2: what Uh, is up with that what is up because you want you know you guys are planning to come to la and then for you you know given you're the fandom to the uh mario franchise i'm guessing that you were thinking that you're gonna hit the mario rides right i mean
1: well uh my my little guy really wanted to come out for february vacation i'm like dude no i no. mean it's gonna be so crazy busy like we're be- right. but I'm, but i'm like dude we'll be there this summer yeah, we'll have season passes. It's yeah. like, and and we're so close that it's like we don't have to go and make a day out of it. Yeah, but you know, so the, the reference
2: I'm making is is that apparently all the food. Yeah, uh, well, the Universal is enforcing the um, uh, kind of this not so well known uh policy that they have where for their rides, uh, they can reject people with uh 40 inch waistlines or bigger from their rides. So. And they think that they'll
1: have to enforce that on their Mario ride. So what's funny is you go, we, we go to lots of theme parks. And if you go to Disney, uh, the modern rides, the newer rides, fine, yeah. fine. But the rides that were made in the 60s before, you know, before the America made a really conscious effort to all be fat fucks. <laughs> I mean, some of those rides, it's like, nope. Like even because when I'm in shape, when I'm in shape, I'm a thirty four, thirty six. I mean, I mean, uh, you you and I, you know, it, it just we're just gonna have the fat hockey ass. It's yeah. you know, it's uh, if if my goal weight is like one eighty five, but even even one eighty five, you know, even my my little guy, well. My little guy is not little. He's one eighty right now, but he's a thirty-two, thirty-four because he's yeah. all shoulders and chest. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Me, because of hockey, my whole life, I'm all fucking ass and thigh. Yeah, yeah, ass
2: and thigh. Yeah, yeah. The the, quads, the, right? Yeah.
1: So, so you sit on some of those rides that were just—they—they they were made for five, five, nine hundred and forty pound, and they were made for fucking John Taylor. <laughs> That's yeah. who they were made for.
2: I kind of wonder that about you know like the Japanese amusement parks because you know Japanese people are kind of like you know tiny and skinny, right? So I'm thinking, I wonder if they're like fitted differently. Like I wonder if the rides are designed differently. I right? because you know I'm not an amusement guy. I, I, I'm not an amusement park guy. So I've never been to any of the you know, I haven't been to Universal or Disneyland Japan. So.
1: Eh. So, so that, that's been the talk around here. It's like, okay, let's, let's start, let's start putting the ducks in a row. Like, you know, the boys, the boys new thing is going to this place. Do you guys have blaze pizza out there? We do. Okay. So they love the blaze pizza and you know, we're hitting that two, three times a week. And, but we told the boys, it's like, you know what we're going to do? We're cutting back to one day a week. But the money we would spend on the Blaze Pizza the other day, we're putting that in an account. We're putting that in our Tokyo account because we all want right. to go. We all want to, you know, do a big family trip. Or if you Pro- just go to
2: Tokyo, you know, you can only, you know, right. you know both well, Disneyland that's po- and Universal is not in Tokyo. Just
1: we like that. understand that. Well, to, to, but but it's it's the same as going to California. You know what I mean? If like if we want okay. to visit Los Angeles, we know, OK, the Golden Gate Bridge ain't in Los Angeles, but we want to, you know, go to Los Angeles. We want to see Los Angeles and see that. So we'll, we want to go to Tokyo and then we'll do a day trip here or a day trip. And I'm guessing it, it's a, it's, you can shoot to, you know, it's like when, when we comes out here and we take her to New York for the day, you know what I mean? We leave at four or five 30 in the morning. We're there by like 10, 11, we have lunch. We do one event. We do another event. We go to rock center. We go to Times square. We have dinner. We come home. You know what I mean? So, so if we can do something like that, yeah. we will. Yeah. Um, but either way, we 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 will find that out. Um, you know, speak, speaking of speaking of you know Tokyo, I, I have like the other day. I'm uh-huh. sitting there, and a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, we were breaking down one Godzilla movie, and so management is there is, to bring down. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much, but management is in the background and. I can't watch one of our shows cuz she can't really pay attention. I don't want to start something I'm going to get. So, I just, you know, because I've watched one thing on Hulu, now okay. as soon as I click on, it's like, "Oh, here's these other 20 Godzilla movies you haven't seen yet." And so I watched another one this week. Uh it it, it was great. They they uh and and this one, oh, it's Godzilla. I'll post what it was, but okay. Basically, oh, here's Godzilla. He's coming to destroy Tokyo again. We have this new wormhole weapon that we're going to fire at him and it's going to teleport him somewhere away, but what it accidentally did is it teleported creatures here and it gave him more power (laughs) uh, and then he ends up You know, uh, I think that's
2: one of the newer ones. I don't think I've seen that
1: one. Yeah, it's early two thousands. Yeah, it's early two thousands. And then I'm reading it, and it's like, oh, the guy who played Godzilla, and like the guy who played Godzilla, but the guy in the suit is like a long time Power Ranger, like he was a blue Power Ranger for like you know eighty one through like ninety three type thing. And it's like, oh, they were so happy to be able to get him because he's such a legend.
2: (laughs) The whole, you know, that's the thing with. You know the 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 thing that's really important with the Godzilla franchise that I I think that the people in this country often don't really understand is that they have this they have a whole franchise that they call uh, Tokusatsu, which which means you know I guess a special filming kind of a thing, right? But it it actually involves like you actually have to have like you know you can't actually have special effects you can't have. You have to have these people in suits, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah, it's all practical effects. Yeah, yeah, and so modeling, and practical
1: effects.
2: It's kind of interesting that, like, uh, you know, our our, our dear friend uh, Doctor uh, Cook actually posted that um, the reference to uh, a movie, uh, a mushroom, you know, person, you know, humanoid movie that I had no idea that had seen the light of. It's called in Japan. They call it Matango, but I think there was some mushroom, whatever title that they gave here. I had no idea that thing saw the light of day in this country. And He said that yeah, that that thing was on that monster whatever feature for you guys. Creature double feature. Creature double feature. It's like that crazy stuff.
1: When Professor Cook posted that instantly i know joe and i just just sat there and just looked at that tweet for a few minutes and just relived some of the glory days of sat- saturday you know saturday post cartoon right. so it was after the cartoons right and then it whereas, was
2: you know whereas you know i i the, you know the guy who came from the country that created that crappy movie but yeah. you- why do you know this movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do. We know all of that, and what I love is so because, of course, you know, I, I, I me, and, and the ADHD doesn't let me sit and watch a movie. I'm sitting watching the movie, Wikipedia the shit out of it, right. going down the rabbit hole. It's like, oh, well, these scenes weren't in the Japanese version, oh, but, to, to, but, but to make it, well, like, but that's, that's been, been from day one the very first Godzilla King Kong movie well the, yeah the, that one that's
2: I, I knew about, well so they basically kind of filmed this you know these essentially they filmed the super set of scenes yeah.
1: to accommodate both you know endings right so, well well and, and, and the original Japanese version Godzilla wins but the American version Godzilla couldn't win because King Kong is an American monster yeah and we can't have an and, and, and I'm saying this correctly We can't have you people win, and so it was filmed as a tie, like an ambiguous tie, but oh, we got You guys
2: guys win World War, World War II, you can't give this one monster win for us, you know, really? I mean- Come
1: on, Uh, and it's funny because at the same time, like, well, we had to throw in our naval superiority, and there's this whole, there's this whole, there's this whole. uh, I almost said like, you know, like B storyline, you know, or another storyline about this American sub, you know what I mean? That is not at all than the Japanese. And it's the same thing. So, and so many of these movies, it's like, oh, well, which, which now it's reversed because. You know, a guy who's going to be coming on the podcast pretty soon, Bill Fay. when he was running Legendary Pictures, mid 2000, early 2000, he told me, it's like, yeah, the only market really left to crack is China. And so he goes, the third act of every big movie the next 20 years is going to wind up in China. And then Age of Ultron comes out. And right. then uh, uh, the, the Transformer movie, like the movie's done. The storylines wrapped up Ah. Oh! Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. For some inexplicable reason, we now have to go to China because it's one of those things. It's like people in China want to see China on the big screen. And if you want your movie to do well in China, you have to have, you know, scenes shot in China or, you know. Blue, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Green screen, Chinese. Well, like story I mean,
2: I, I know. I, yeah. I mean, that's,
1: it's just one of those things that you have to, you know, it is what it is. Right. So exactly. So, so hold Um, uh, uh, so here's, here, here's what's eaten up my time since you and I've last talked. Okay. And the last two weeks since we've done a podcast, uh-huh. uh, I've started. Okay. And finished. Uh huh. Breaking Bad. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, like that, that's like what five seasons? Five seasons. Now, yeah. granted, like the first season was like eight episodes. Okay. uh you skip the credits. You skip the the open thing. Uh, you know, there's no cut scene at the end right. of the credits. I, yeah, I haven't. I
2: haven't seen it. Uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, you know, obviously, star of Godzilla. But uh, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> but then you know, and, and my wife hates that I do this, but look, I've seen ten episodes. On the eleventh episode, when they do a three-minute montage of baking the meth, okay, I can fast forward. There's no dialogue, or <laughs> and the thing takes place out like New Mexico, you know, or, or Albuquerque. yeah, yeah, I think it's New Mexico, yeah. And there's so many montages of driving through nothing desert. That's ninety seconds. We've it's never done. Once. We've never done that, have we? Not once. Not once. Uh, yes. I, well, the funny thing is when I moved to LA. <laughs> yeah. I moved to L.A., so I come out, everything goes right, I come home, I take out a loan, I buy a van. (laughs) Uh, No, because it's me and four people moving out there. Right, right, right. I'm sleeping, and the kid driving the van, you know, he fucked up. It was an older van. Cost $2,000, another, like, $1,000. It was in great shape, but he's he's desperate to get to L.A. I'm driving right, right. my old lady, Pace. He's going, like, 90 and 110 degree, shot the engine rod, shot the piston through an engine rod. Biff in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we're, we're 20 oof, miles oof. outside Thirty miles outside, we get it towed. So we have two thousand dollar repair. <laughs> no, it's it's dead. It's it's like this. It's a whole new engine. Oh my god! But oh my we god. have it towed, and it's going to take a day. It's like a Saturday, so we're going to be there two days before we even find out what we can do. Uh, Biff. It's the first and hey, look, and and I've I've stayed in some not great places. When the boys <laughs> and I when the boys and I drive across country, it's like and we're in nowhere as fuck. And you pull over, and it's like, okay, we have to stay here. I'm way too tired. There's two beds in this room. I'm pushing one in front of the door, like you know. I, it was one of those <laughs> places. And the first place I did that, and I played it. I stayed in crappy places playing Judy. Right, right. I've stayed in crappy places touring in the band. I, and but that in Albuquerque, Mexico—that's funny—was the first time. <laughs> I mean, we moved the dresser in front of oh like my a god window. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was like it was. Uh, I'll say this: so that, since we're talking about you know
2: hotel hell or motel hell, you know stories. My worst hotel experience was when I you know took the, my you know my my college team to. Uh, we had a game against Pacific University in Stockton. And so basically, we were on a budget, right? Everybody, essentially, the players had to pay their own way, and so I said, you know, we have these options on whatever, and the players just said, you know what, you know, they're all students, right? I said, just make it as cheap as possible. I said, okay, fine, right? And so what I did was, I found a place that was considered to be reasonable by AAA standards, okay, and it was about like fifty bucks tonight, right? So two guys per room, fifty bucks a night. You guys can handle this, right? That's yeah. So we're all gathered in one room where it happened to be a bigger room than everybody else. And I lie down on, on the kind of the, on the floor, like next to the TV, we're all kind of watching TV and, I, and I, something smells funny. And I, and I, I'm like, what is this smell? And I kind of look and right like under the, you know, the, uh, the TV stand or the, this, whatever this, the dresser where the TV was on. I see like cat crap and I, and I so I immediately oh. go up to the so that actually I think that gave us like um you know a new room plus like a an additional discount which you know obviously the you know the players were happy about you know but yeah oh. so yeah we yeah I, I that was the only time in stock you know I I don't know the name of the uh, uh motel anymore but it was the only time I were
1: experiencing you know animal crap in a hotel Dude, room. This was, and this was so bad. So it was me, and my friend Rod, his girlfriend, well now wife, like wife of thirty years, and another friend of his. And Rod and I would go out and get the food, and leave everything in the room except the twenty bucks we needed. Like <laughs> right. like like if we're gonna <laughs> right. get mugged, you know, being the this you know they're not getting the wallet, they're not getting this, they they'll get the twenty bucks and that's it yeah. you know what i mean and and that's so that's my that's and then, there you and, go and then we did then we find then we get the news on monday it's like dude it's done your your van is done and had to leave everything in it we rented a a, a two-door car and drove the rest of the way to la so now so i'm watching breaking bad my my 15 year old that was his thing all last year right for a year he, um he has a pal who's the same age and one of them was Walter White and one of them was Jesse Pinkman for, for, uh, and it's funny because way back when the show first went on and that's like 2009, we go to Phoenix and, and, and one of the guys on the team, Sharansky shows up and right, he had, right. and he had the Walter White bumper sticker. He was mad at me. He was angry with me that I didn't know what the sticker was. I'm like, uh, it's like, why do you have Juan Valdez? On the back of your car, <laughs> a- and he thought I was being funny, and I yeah. really thought he had Juan Valdez the on the back of his car. So it Breaking Coffees. Bad, and, it's, uh, and
0: it's, uh, you don't watch Breaking
1: Bad. It's like he was angry that I didn't <laughs> watch Breaking Bad. It's like, no, dude, yeah. I. Dude, but, so my son for the last year has huh? fucking been just, and because I'm a piece of shit dad, I haven't taken time out to watch it. He's been asking and asking and asking and asking. Yeah. And then he goes out and look, I know the memes. Yeah. I know the story. I, I know it right, lasted right, right, five right. years. Yeah, and yeah. that and that Brian Cranston won two or three Emmys, yeah, but was yeah. nominated every fucking sure. year. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know it's so good that it had a spinoff that lasted six years. Like Better Call Saul lasted yeah, right. six years. And and so I watched it. And it's one right. of those things where yeah. You know everybody's going to bed. You know I would come home from doing stand-up. It's nine thirty. It's ten, and in the course of four hours till two in the morning, I'm watching six yeah. episodes. Yeah. And, and so two days later, he's like, "Wait, you're here?" And, and 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 I see all the memes. And there was one meme that I'm finally like, "Fine, <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna watch it." And holy shit! And that's what I. That's what
2: I. Holy and you know what? I. I'm, shit. I'm just. I'm also that uh, that jerk that never watched it.
1: Everybody and, else in my family has watched it, but And, yeah. and so now, yeah. So so I, I would so now I would say to him, he come in the room, and he's like, oh my god. You, I, I can't believe you're, you you like it this much. I'm like, I wish you had told me. But I told you a hundred times. <laughs> every single and his everybody mother, else has told you all along how amazing it is. His yet, mo- his mother five, looks at him. Six
2: years after the show is canceled or is
1: done. But, but but every time I say that to him, his God. mother he gets so mad, and his mother looks at him like, "Are you really falling for that, Grayson? Come on, <laughs> he's trolling you." So Biff, I won't tell you what it is. Uh huh. But 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 there's a misdirection the whole show.
2: Yeah. There's a I misdirection
1: the whole show. And it gets to the moment. It gets to the moment. And, and, and you saw The Mandalorian, right? Yeah. So yes. so yeah. when Mark Hamill, when Luke Skywalker steps yeah. off the elevator, yeah. dude, come the fuck on. Yeah, right, right. It's that moment in Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. And I I see it. And I walk over and I, I and like his bedroom is off the side of the living room. It's on the it's on that floor. Yeah. And I and I knock on the door and I open the door and I say the line. Right. And he's like and he just looks at me. He's like, right. And I'm right. like, <laughs> and, and I'm like, Grayson, can you read Braille? He's like, what? Biff, I walked over. I hiked up the the uh-huh. the sleeve on my sweatshirt. Right. I'm not fucking around, Biff. Goosebumps. <laughs> actual like I know that line I've seen the memes yeah. I, but to see it in context in real time and then there was one other scene that my 12 year old yes so my 12 year old knows the show so well that he started watching it with his brother when his he, when his brother was 13 he was 10 that's when they got into it and, 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 and Squishy comes upstairs because he heard the scene I was watching and I right. didn't know what was about to happen but it was one of those moments where it was so satisfying, where nobody got killed. There but, was you know, no big shirt. Sure but, but, so,
2: so, so let, let me stop you comments. there. Let me stop you there and say, you, you, this is why we get, we have no listeners, because we're talking about shit that it ended 10 years ago. Uh.
1: Actually, last week's episode had almost twice as many normal listeners cuz cuz our – and I, I you know what I meant to give a shout out at the beginning of the show. Last week's uh, I make no apologies. First of all, ah. I'm going I'm going back to the very beginning. We'll get back to Breaking Bad. Last week's No, was, we're not going to go back to Breaking Bad. There it's was, a 10-year-old show. But I will say the little guy came upstairs when that scene happened because he wanted to be in the room with me when I saw it. That's that's Uh, nice. Dude, it was great. It was great. I loved it. It's it's all the fucking hype. It's not overhyped. It's not outdated. It's perfect. It's brilliant. I I thought I I knew the show. I did it.
2: I'm I'm glad you got to see Citizen Kane.
1: It was great, but uh, but last week's podcast and gosh damn it, I should have put it on the notes to start. My friend Mike, friends with Mike for twenty years. Mike yeah. was a great and, and and before the podcast started, I said, Mike, we're not going to talk any of the any of the negative stuff, any because Mike and I have been through some dark stuff together uh, in yeah. a good way. Mike, Mike between Mike and John Taylor is a reason. Everything worked out for me when okay. things went sideways in 2005. When, when 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 some bad guys came and stole my company and literally yep. framed me for something I had nothing to do with. But luckily, right. on, on the Universal side, Mike got their people involved. They investigated, and they're like, ah, uh, all this bad shit happened six months after Jacques was out of the company. And... The, the fact that they turned all that information over to the law team that helped me with a wrongful termination case is, is the reason I want. Anyways, but I'm like, Mike, Anyways. we're not going to we're going to talk. We're, look, uh, 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 take the high road like things worked out for Mike. Things worked out for me. Uh, there were good times with some people that things later went sideways. Let's talk about all the fun we had and the great things. Uh, I will say. Yes, I realized my 15-minute rant to start the podcast before I introduced Mike might have been long-winded. But I blame two things. You, you weren't uh, there and uh, Joe weren't there. <laughs> the guard, the guardrails uh, weren't there. No, I, I blame – I you take know, no responsibility. I, <laughs> like I, I, I distinctly remember this time where like when you were like
2: setting up this question for Sally. He said, I did, get to the question. No, no. He goes, oh, no, no. no let me I, – I need to make
1: oh, – oh, I need to make this point. I need to make – Dude, like how much of a setup do you need? <laughs> well, and that and that's when you were and that's when you were keeping me at bay. Like how long it would have been if you weren't there for the Sally interview. Jesus. But no, it was great, and you know, and and it's fun because Mike and I. So a lot of the guys who we talked about this music video that I did for Billy Way were the backing band were all these kids, you know, who worked at universal music group, worked under Mike. was like, Oh, we need a fake band. Well, this guy's a drummer and real, and you need real musicians to fake. Right. 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 And so we reached out to all those guys and made sure they had the podcast. But anyways, that was fun. So you want to talk about things that are 10 years old. When was balloon boy? When was that? Balloon Boy was about seven or eight years
2: ago, maybe. Was it longer? Just the. I don't know. I mean, I'd have it's, to look it up. Ha-
1: have you been following the Asian sequel to that today? Well, you're talking about the China <laughs> Spy Balloon, right? Dude, what we'll the fuck? The crap. We'll, uh, the crap. well, it's funny because when I first heard the news, it's like a guy in Billings, Montana reported going by. And I'm like, holy shit. I've been to Billings. I know where that is. there's like eight people there and one of the eight noticed the balloon going by. Good for him as to obviously
2: they're a busy town, so you know they right? got nothing to do so yeah, sure yeah
1: you know, okay. and I love you know as, as I've been following it like dude, the balloon boy thing that's a where 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 were you then moment? I was listening to the radio. I was running errands. I was on the 405 when uh-huh. I first heard that, and I was desperate to get back home to watch it right. unfold on TV. Right, like I, right. I was really worried about right, that kid. Right. You know Obviously, what I mean? Right. Oh, that, that, no. the, what? how beautiful, how, how beautiful, that poor fucking kid just, oh, but anyway, so, so this balloon, and then I'm following it, and the, like, the normal suspects who are in the GOP, it's like, shoot it down to the Pentagon, it's like, we don't know what's in it, you know what I mean, we don't know, you know, it's like, yeah, I get, you guys all love you we'll shoot it guns. down in your state, how's that? Right, you know, it's like, you realize how high that is in the atmosphere, that if there's shit there that we don't want being sprayed globally that maybe yeah. we should maybe we should think about this for a minute but anyway so who knows how that's gonna uh and then you know the only other political thing i want to uh, even bring up is uh I, i'm just gonna say thank you thank you brandon uh the the unemployment numbers came out uh, yeah. i was born in, like, i was like- born in 1969 <laughs> and this is the lowest in my lifetime <laughs> um right and it's like they were expecting like three hundred thousand dollar job and it's like double double what they got yeah
2: yeah yeah no great you know you know what one one thing i want to say about brandon the the whole let's go brandon thing yeah you know you know you know what where where let's go brandon is completely applicable and i really wish that people would hijack the let's go brandon you know thing is that you know that dude that subdued the Monterey Park shooter? His name is Brandon Say. And I'm thinking, oh. we should we should just kind of hijack. Let's go, Brandon. To mean, let's go, Brandon. Say, you know, you know what? that dude is a freaking hero. Do you, you think
1: know? you know what? I, I I I think after this podcast, you and I have to go to one of those make your own t-shirt type things and, right. and, and get get our Etsy page. Well, you already have the Etsy page going for all your needlework, uh, but now we're just expand- you think I could do. You think I have the coordination <laughs> to actually do needlework? Are you kidding me? <laughs> (laughs) I I was just trying to, uh, so let's, you know, so before you didn't, you Uh didn't put a Japanese crime thing up there. No, you
2: know what it it is. It it was actually, so, you know, I, like I, I watched, even though I've been really busy, I've been watching the news every day and you know, it's not, it hasn't been a, it has been a not, it hasn't been a slow fun news week because the you know the news in Japan has been way too serious and there's just nothing fun about the uh, the news in Japan over the last week.
1: So, look, I don't want to tell you when you're wrong about your homeland, but you're wrong because I heard a news story this week about well meat vending machines. Yes, yes. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Okay. Did you get that from your from your management? No, I got that from it. like it made local news, oh, interesting you know, it made you, know you know local so news.
2: it it was a social media thing because what it um, and I don't know how you know things ended up here because uh, I did not see it in the in in the news here, but it it was actually a, an item of discussion in the homeland because apparently the Korean news media had made a big deal out of it to essentially you know. Denigrate the Japanese, you know, and as they should. And you know, as much as I love my homeland, you know, the Koreans should denigrate my homeland because, you know what, they need to own up about all the crap that they did in the past, right? I am with the with 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 the Koreans in terms of the Japanese have sucked when it comes to, you know, essentially acknowledging their wrongdoings. you know, not that not that you Americans would know anything about acknowledging past wrongdoings about, you know right but
1: well it, it interests uh, hold hold that thought for a sec um in, in school in primary school in japan yeah do do they talk are the wrongs of japan taught at all oh like, hell no oh they're not yeah. okay because i know in germany they are i i like i think Delaware. germany
2: is very very you know different in terms of and that's why like they have very stringent laws in regards to you know there is no free speech in regards to Nazism in Japan in in Germany right right so right
1: but but in Japan they don't like what about when you get to college and like studies past elementary that elementary?
2: I, that, I, that I don't know that okay. I don't know but what I can tell you is that the compulsory education and in fact this is where it's it where I kind of get really really annoyed because there are movements to try to essentially once again you know white washes is it yellow wash did i I see that did i yellow wash
1: well my god thank god you did because it's it it was in my head make that
2: joke make that joke but i couldn't yeah you couldn't do it yeah but anyway though i mean it is one of those things where um so the recent um you know leadership in japan have been very very kind of you know because you know conservative it's kind of weird because like people don't notice this because, you know, you no know, little, little tiny country, Japan, Japan it, it has a lot of the similar things that are going on in a lot of other countries where there's a lot of this, you know, there is a certain, uh, uh, at least a political movement to try to essentially reestablish the old, old glory of Japan kind of, you know, crap. And so there's, you know, it is one of the things that I, you know, as much as it, you know, that whole obvious assassination was really bad. You know, I never really liked Abe as a leader of Japan because of a lot of these, you know, tendencies. The Americans love him because the, you know, Abe was aligned with American policies. But in terms of how he managed, you know, Japan's legacy, I I thought he was garbage, you know? And so there's a lot of there there are literally movements to essentially, you know, I mean, the Japanese are hypersensitive about any Anytime the comfort women thing is brought up anywhere, they freaking freak out and they shouldn't. They should acknowledge the fact that they did this, right? I mean, just like with yeah. all these, like, just like we demand with, with all these other organizations, you know, these are things that were done. We acknowledge it, and we have to figure out how we essentially make, you know, you know, you know. You
1: know, make you know, make Japan great run, again. Right, right. Is that yeah. this no
2: no, 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 no,
1: no, no, <laughs> no. No, but but I mean that's the whole thing. It's like we don't go down the rabbit hole, but but yeah. That's, oh, that's
2: the funny thing. So once again, so the funny thing is, is that yeah. it was you know there was a like the you know like the a lot of the Japanese got like, got into a little bit of a tizzy fit because the South Koreans were essentially using mm-hmm. this to denigrate the Japanese, right?
1: Oh, where, so. where do you weigh in on whale meat?
2: Well, I mean it, it it's one of those things. It's like you know what. So I think the, it, it's a kind of a complex thing. I think the Japanese should get out of that business, right? I personally think that, they, you know, um, I, I think that I don't want to universally say that people should not eat whale, right? I don't, that's not what I'm, I don't think that I would say that. And, and the context in which I say that is that, you know, the indigenous people of North America have been essentially harvesting whale for, you know, whatever centuries. And I think that if they are, if it is part of their, you know, their traditional, you know, you know, uh, uh, activities, I, I don't think I want to, I want to tell them that you you shouldn't do that because I love whales. So I, I am kind of, it's a kind of a, I think a, a tricky, you know, uh, you know, think to navigate, but I really think that I want to, I think that the Japanese need to get out of that thing because for a couple of reasons, number one is that even though there, they do have, there is a kind of a tradition of whaling. I think the manner in which they're sustaining it is like complete, you know, crap. Like it's, it's BS where they say, Oh, we're doing scientific studies and we need to harvest these whales to get samples. And Oh, by the way, we got the whales anyway. So we're going to serve the meat.
1: Right. Yeah, you, you got the, you got the whale jerky. yeah. Uh, Ron White, by the way, and ah, gosh, it's been it's been ten years, fifteen years since that. He has a thing about uh, a Japanese restaurant in L.A. that got busted for selling whale meat. Well, that was a yeah, that was an underground club uh, restaurant
2: in Santa Monica. Yeah, and, and and
1: I'm gonna say the the bit and the voice he does. <laughs> uh, we're gonna say more than borderline racist, but I, <laughs> and it's one of those things. I wish it didn't make me laugh as much yeah. as it did. But I, but I think of that. Uh, are whales an endangered species?
2: Well, so I mean, like just like m- many things, you're you're asking a question like, are fish endangered species? You know, yeah, okay, right? It's right. It depends on the whale, right? So the Japanese generally don't hunt down the whales that are endangered, right? Most of the whales that they harvest, are, I think, are probably going to be minkies. They harvest a few of the other. I think they they have a quota of uh, like they could harvest a couple of fins and a couple of whatever. You know, they have these numbers that they can, you know, actually harvest. Right. So what they're doing is not is is sustainable whaling. Right. But I think the, the just because it's sustainable, I don't I I, I I, personally think that they don't need to do it.
1: Okay. But i agree <laughs> I, w-
2: I will say that I, I grew up eating that stuff like so when i lived in japan in the early 70s that i i, I love the whale meat because uh <clears throat> back then like it was one of the you know it was like one of the real real meats that we could have you know um you know as a meal like i it was actually like we it, we probably had it you know once every like whatever you know However many days as part of school lunch, I mean, I had it as wow school lunch,
1: yeah. So that's 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 it's just yeah. it's just interesting, um, yeah. awful interesting. I mean, whales, uh, especially you know knowing the whole storyline of star trek having to come back through time to to bring a whale to save all sure. of humanity like i just hope your people don't get all those whales that captain kirk is going to need in uh in Well i mean years. i think that was a humpback
2: so the humpback i don't think is is so funny story one of the things is that um there is a traditional japanese um a puppetry uh art where the they're marionettes, right? So the marionettes have these strings, right? The strings use uh, uh, whale beliefs, so that you know like um uh, things like you know, some of the whales have those these these stringy, you know mouths where they they're filter feeding, kind of like quasi filter feeding. And they were almost out of them. and And so they thought they were in a crisis. And it turns out that one a uh, humpback a uh, harvest from an indigenous um you know tribe in uh, in Canada, was able to sustain them for the na- next eighty years or something like that. Wow! <laughs> because and the in the reason why this happened was because the Japanese can no longer harvest the the uh, the humpback. So interesting, uh, but the, the but the indigenous can. So
1: and so now because Joe's not here, here oh, is one, one more thing. Oh, one yeah, more yeah
2: thing. please go. Yes. So it's just, just so the one thing I I will say about Japan, I hate the fact that they harvest whales. But at least they're not being renegade. I say, you know, they're at least still aligning with the, you know, the international whale, you know, agreements to say that we'll only harvest what we've told that we could be harvest. Unlike a few Norwegian countries just say, yeah, we do what we want.
1: Oh, that's just that's just sad. Yeah. Uh, but because Joe isn't here and uh, and because I like it, here is a. Uh, a a flashback of one of Joe's uh, self indulgent theaters. Enjoy. And now, hey Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat
0: again.
1: Nothing up my sleeve, pistol.
0: Wrong hat.
2: I take a seven and a half.
0: Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Uh,
1: at this week's self indulgent theater, um, I have I have asked. Our good friend Joe, if he could do one of my favorite voices he does, that of former uh, uh, um, mayor of Burlington, Vermont, <laughs> better known as America's senator, Senator Bernie Sanders, reading the lyrics of one of my favorite Beastie Boys, one of all of our favorite Beastie Boys songs, you got to fight for your right. So without further ado,
0: Mr. Sanders. Okay. Thank you, Jacques and Joe. I have one thing to say to the 1% of the 1% out there. Kick it! You wake up late for school, man, you don't want to go. You ask your mom, please, but she still says no. You miss two classes and no homework. But your teacher preaches class like you're some kind of jerk. You gotta fight for your right to pause. Your pop caught you smoking and he said, no way. That hypocrite smokes two packs a day. Man, living at home is such a drag. Now your mom threw away your best porno mag. Bust it. You gotta fight. For your right to affordable health (laughs) care! Party! Democratic Party!
1: Smoke. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the
0: group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> All right,
1: so uh, I have no video game news, so we're going to get right to it. Biff, it's the NHL uh, All-Star. Uh, weekend and and hiatus. There is Uh, no sports on TV. Right. I mean, seriously, are we going to have to do a wellness check in a couple of days? No, I
2: actually, I I probably, well, you know, it's a busy week at work and I'm going to try to catch up on some of the, you know, this is where I'm really, really, really dumb. And so we'll get to it, I guess, in just a sec, but so we'll get, you know, I should be catching up on streaming stuff that I'm really behind on, but I do dumb things. So we'll get to that in just a sec. But yeah, this is a crappy week of sports.
1: Ah, uh, you know it's um because I was so you know let's talk the NHL. You got what about the trade? Date, uh, the, the trade deadlines are. Are there any moves that you're like? Oh, this is a great one. This was a bad one. Ah, uh, who do you who do you think wins the trade wars coming out of uh, the Ooh. deadline?
2: Um, I really 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 hate to say this, but I think out of nowhere. I just think that Tampa is gonna pull off something because they always do. Tampa and Vegas are the are the they I don't know how they do it, but they just pull off these moves where he says they can't do that. It's oh no, they did, you know. So I think I think I I don't know of any reporters that's projecting anything specific, but I'm looking at Tampa and Vegas to think those guys are gonna pull something. I don't know what, but they're gonna pull something.
1: What are what are some of the biggest names on teams that
2: are selling? Um, I well, so one of the big names moved. You know, uh, Bo Horvat moved. Um, I think there's a few defensemen that might move. Um, I mean, um, uh, Klingberg from Anaheim. You know, veteran defenseman, not so great, but great offensive u- upside. I think he might move to a team that can afford him. And then for the last two years, uh, Jacob Chickren from Arizona, uh, a younger defenseman that comes real cheap. Um, you know, you know, he's a kind of a coveted guy, but I, I think there's a couple of mystery teams like the, so Vancouver already has started their little moves and they may move more, more pieces. And I think the interesting one is St. Louis with guys like, you know, Ryan O'Reilly and uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Those are two really, really prime guys. And those are huge difference makers and if if a team can kind of put that put those guys on their roster i mean that 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 completely shifts you know um the directions of other teams so i think i think st louis to me is the big x factor team that i look at in terms of they're i don't think they're making the playoffs i think they know that they're not making the playoffs but they and they, they probably want to be sellers so
1: uh, what do you think my and, and and the blind squirrels Bruins do? Are there any moves? If you're John Sweeney, are you looking to make a move? And if so, what? Um, I I'll be honest with you, I
2: I I don't think I I'd want to touch them touch that right. I mean, they're doing so well. Yeah. Why would you Why
1: would you want to mess with that right? So, I mean, I mean all, the only thing you can think of is is D depth just just because as great as you're doing, you still got 35 games before the real season starts.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I keep making fun of foreboard, and you know, I still maintain that foreboard is garbage. But you know, he, you know, within that
1: framework, he seems to be doing okay. I, you know, so hey, how, how great was it in Toronto that there was so much? Calamity going on at the end. It was at the end of the first or the second yeah. period. They're like, and, and 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 it's funny because the hot mic was picking up a bunch of guys, like just talking yeah. about, all right, you know what? As soon as the fucking puck drops, <laughs> you
2: know, yeah.
1: And the ref is standing right there, ref looks at the other ref, looks up at the scoreboard, says you know what? The period's over. We're, yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna carry this minute and a half over to the next yeah. period. Yep. You guys are everybody's on timeout. Everybody, yeah. go to your well, room. I mean, you
2: know that that is one of the things that I I I think that NHL can really you know that culture. I really want. I really wish that is it really starts. You know, you know, going away. You know, um a couple of years ago. um um, in the uh, Toronto Lightning series, um, not Toronto Lightning, Toronto Montreal series, there was an accidental knee that Corey Perry put on to uh John Tavares that knocked him off of the playoffs. And you know, uh, F- uh Nick Felino, who was on the Leafs at the time, right. you know, ended up fighting Corey Perry. It's like, dude, we all know it's a freaking accident, you don't need to do this. You know, we're not we're not
1: in 1973 anymore, right? Look, I mean when when a real when when it's spontaneous yeah when it's real look yeah. when when, when, when you when it's a big game when you're in a series when tempers yeah. that's one thing yeah. but the whole and then that's why i was i look and, you, and that's
2: why like i said like when i when i when i saw the simmons um uh you know you know hit that he landed it's i said you know immediately i said you know the linesman has to step in right away because immediately was like um What's the guy's name? Gary? I can't remember the guy's name, right. but he didn't look he didn't look right right away. And I said, right away. Dude. You and then of course, you know, swipe, five minutes later, the you know, the concussion protocol sent him into the locker room. It's like, dude, come on. You know, you know, uh, and, and, and the thing is, I know that Simmons is doing his job and his job is, you know, has to, a lot to do with that. Yeah. But I mean, you know what? You know that 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 I just There's a I place just want, and
1: time and, and right. I, I
2: just want that garbage to end. I I don't I don't need any more guys having living with that, you know concussion, you know post PCS after they retire.
1: No, I mean when you see that, Uh I I'm not going to fall down the rabbit hole. We're not going to talk about it much. I will just say, I don't think Tom Brady's retired. I think I think he takes a year off. Maybe I think maybe he just waits to see. Kind of, it's one of those things. He's not. He's not going to let himself get out of shape. Let's see what happens over the next few months. He's going to see what happens in training camp. He's going to see, you know, what happens in the draft, and maybe player A moves here. But I I think I would be surprised. I would be surprised if he is done. You know, I maybe he is. I
2: I will say that I think that I think that Brady needs to talk to Wayne Gretzky. And and the reason why I say that is because. Um, and not that he, not that, not that he should have done it, but Wayne Gretzky has a little bit of a regret that he never played for the Leafs. And I'm thinking that Tom might
1: want to play for that 49ers. 49, Yeah. I mean, and that's, and, and like I said, you know, he, you know, he, 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 didn't have a bad season. I mean, he went through a bunch of personal stuff. He didn't have the receiver, Corey, out the year before. Is he a top five quarterback? Probably not. Is he a top ten? Eh, maybe, maybe. I, I, th-
2: I think. I think the re- the real question is, is he better than the quarterbacks that the 49ers have with their defense that they have, and will they be a better team with Tom Brady? And I'm kind of
1: thinking, yes, right. So, so you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, you know, we'll wrap it up by saying, I don't think he's done. Like, you know, yeah. if, if, if if does he come back next I, year? Does he take yeah, a year I'm off?
2: Thinking, I I'm really thinking that you know, if if he's really serious he might take a sweetheart deal with the 49ers. And I think that both sides should re- seriously consider it. Right. Because I mean, that team went to this conference finals, right. With, with with, with, with me with, or you. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, with freaking Purdy. Right. I mean, so you put Tom Brady in there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like he should do it. So it's going to be, everything.
1: uh, Uh, let's see, you know, yeah, you know, you we've already talked streaming and all that stuff. I did, so I
2: this is so I said I was gonna get to it. So I should be watching all these shows that I said that I would watch, and you know, and I did finish Wednesday season one. And you like it, yeah, fantastic, fantastic, Fantastic. fantastic. Uh, incredible, incredible season. But so I said, I said, oh, I'm gonna, I oh, there's all these things that I should watch, and then I somehow caught this random Japanese TV series named Michael, the uh, essentially uh, the Makanai. You know the uh, basically feeding the maiko. So there's the premise is that these two girls from the uh, one of the northeastern portion of Japan goes to Kyoto with the hope of hopes of being a a maiko. So maiko is like you know it's it's kind of like the um, Western Japan version of a geisha kind of a thing, right? It's These 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 women who are basically trained to do these to entertain you know men, right? Go on. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It's not. It's sadly not kinky like that. And so. So these two girls you know uh, um essentially they graduate from high school and they you know they get accepted by this Michael house one of the girls is just not good i mean she just does have not have you know like this this kind of a talent right but she gets to stay because she could she this girl can cook so they let her stay as the essentially her job is to cook for the for the household kind of a thing right this 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 you know whatever and so that's what I've started watching because there's all these other things that I should be watching, but I got gravitated to this. So yeah, that's what I'm watching. Sorry.
1: That's fantastic. That and, and, and we got a you got a parenting tip to wrap it up? A uh, parenting
2: tip is that you know what? Um just uh, it's it's always good to kind of align your uh, interests with your children's to some degree. So uh, I think at some point in the near in the next few weeks I'm gonna we're gonna go to uh one of the casinos with the
1: child. <laughs> and oh. hopefully he drives. <laughs> <laughs> like local local place. Yeah, one of the local places, yeah. Oh, dude, that 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 will be fun, you know. Yeah what he, you got? You know corrupting a child. Uh you know He's corrupting um, me. You know, my boys are old enough to make some decisions by themselves. Right. But they're not old enough to make the decisions to not make a decision.
2: All
1: right. And and so we have we have February uh, vacation coming up. Yep. And look, for all the challenges Lowell has, dude, some of the shit that they have available for kids. It's fucking awesome. OK, it is awesome. You know, I mean, I've talked about it before, like the school lunch program. It's right, right. 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 The arts, you know, the the fact that, like the the arts in this town through the school, right? Music, theater. They have a kiln. I mean, you it, you want, it's it's wonderful. It's fucking wonderful. Yeah. So February vacation's coming up, yeah. And they got to do something, and we get the we get the information. You know, an email comes through. It's like, oh, the oldest one is old enough to take a lifeguard course it's four hours a day oh. it comes with like oh. lifeguard cpr first aid right. and if you okay. pass this yeah. course you can get a summer job yeah. at the summer pools for 16 bucks an hour oh yeah that's that's cool yeah also also the high school is having a two-day wrestling camp you know it's three to four hours long and and i gave the oldest one the option it's like okay you can choose which one of these you want to do. Right, right. you know, because because you know he he was saying like I want to make my own choices and I, I don't get this and I don't you know you guys tell me what to do. I'm like okay, you know it, it's the same thing. There's an after school program and there's 14 of them. I'm like you're doing two of them. So no, you you if your choice is to not choose and come home and play games, that's off the table. <laughs> you know what I mean it, it's like yeah. you are not coming home. Uh, so but. You can choose any of these. And actually, he chose to bait for one of them, and he's liking it. Uh, so he had trouble making the choice. I signed him up for both. <laughs> and, and so on Tuesday and Wednesday of vacation, he will, he will go to the pool.
2: <laughs> it's like, uh, what was, was that con- was it contact? There, you know? Well, you know, Why make one of these things where you can make two for
1: twice the price? 100%. <laughs> and so now he's not happy. But I'm like, dude, I gave you the choice. You did not make the right choice. <laughs> this choice has been now made for you. Uh, yeah. and, and, and at the end of the day, it's like, dude, it's three hours in the morning at one. It's two hours here. You got to go to jujitsu twice this week anyways. But instead, because he might go to the high school, it's like, dude, it's going to be run by the high school coach. This yeah. might be a good chance to meet some people if you end up going yeah. to the high school. You're you're already yeah. you you you'll walk in there a freshman with more wrestling experience than probably most of the kids who are juniors or seniors. You know. But you, 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 well, you,
2: you know what? If he does get that summer job being the lifeguard, he's going to like, you know, he's going to love the money.
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, most most likely we're going to spend most of the summer out there. Now, okay if you're hiring a your your pool
2: <laughs> you know? oh no, no he can get jobs no there's plenty of jo- no, there jo- in, in there fact there, there's a shortage of them right now in uh, southern california
1: and, and, and that's it but it's not just over the summer you know there's there's like yeah. three y's yeah. within like a half hour of yeah. us and dude here's the fucked up thing my my little baby boy by the time we get back yeah from la yeah He'll have his license. Like like yeah. like he turns yeah. sixteen. No, he can yeah. get his permit. Anyways, yeah. so so my parenting tip is, you know what? Let them spread their wings. Yeah. Let them make some choices. Yeah. But if they don't make the right choices, yeah, yeah I just give them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I go. did. I'm like, fine, you'll do it all. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So uh hard to believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say, but I've talked enough. So Je- so Joe. So yeah. Biff, it's up to you to land the plane. Yeah. So you know what? We- you
2: know, thankfully, we didn't talk too much politics, but boy, what a crazy week in politics! You know, the party that has a dude that got elected on all kinds of false. Per- I just found out today that he, uh, the Santos guy, <laughs> claimed that he was one of the producers for the Spider Man Broadway show. He's like, Why would you even say such a stupid thing? It's like, whatever. And then you have, you know, Ilhan, home, you know, Omar getting kicked off the, you know, the homeland. Um, uh security uh, uh committee in and replaced with mtg who is essentially uh you know a mass shooting and 9-11 doubter and all this stuff and there is a lot of crap that goes on and you know and politics goes up and down you know parties switch you know switch um you know uh you know essentially their power you know uh you know what they have in power so right now we're in that little funny midterm thing where you know the power is a little split between the two parties but you know you know 2024 is coming up soon and so and so don't forget <laughs>
0: Sean